Thanks for listening to this special interview with Emma Clark from Skate Australia. My name is Abir Kahuna with VivaLaDerby.com. This is an interview that we conducted. If you want to hear more about Roller Derby and our podcast, you can go to www.VivaLaDerby.com or Facebook.com forward slash podcast. Enjoy listening. Welcome to Viva La Derby Super Fun Happy Time! Welcome to Viva La Derby. I'm the Big Kahuna. I'm Denominator. And this is another episode of a little podcast we like to call Super Fun Happy Time. And it is a super fun happy time indeed because we're joined tonight by a very special guest, Emma from Skate Australia. She is a sports services administrator with Skate Australia. Obviously, there's a lot going on with the whole partnership between Skate Australia and the WFTDA and we want to get to the middle of it and see exactly what's going on, what it's all about and how it's going to affect our leagues, our skaters and the sport that we love. So, Emma, I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to have a chat with us and basically educate the wider Derby community as to what's going on. No worries. Thank you both for having me. It's um, an absolute pleasure. Oh, we're really, really excited to have you on the show. This is probably the most <laughs> um, grown-up interview Kahuna <laughs> and I have ever done, if you want to call it that. Um, so, it, you know, it's really important to both Kahuna and I and to the whole Derby community to find out exactly what, you know, is happening with Wolf Today and Skate Australia. There are, there's a lot of um, opinions out there, and we want to sort of lay it all on the table. Let's get some fact on the table. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Now, just a bit of background for our listeners. When the whole announcement was made, I sort of thought, we should probably talk about this. It's going to be a big thing. So I sent an email off um, basically just saying, look, we want to talk about the whole thing. There are, there are naysayers out there. There are people that are scared. There are people that are worried about the relation, what the partnership, what it might mean for their league, especially if they're not affiliated. And on the opposite side, we've heard lots of people being absolutely positive about it. It's about time. How come this hasn't happened earlier? Can't wait to see what actually comes out of it. So we've got a lot to talk about. And I guess to just give a bit of background for those who might not know, can you tell us a bit about Skate Australia as an organisation? Some background on the governing body of roller sports in Australia. Yeah, so Skate Australia is a non-for-profit organisation that exists to facilitate the promotion and growth of skate sports within Australia. Um, we are recognised and funded by the Australian Sports Commission as the peak body for all roller sports in Australia. Um, there is only three of us in the main office, um, which does include myself and I'm the person that deals with all the roller derby leagues that are affiliated with us. Uh, on the odd occasion, I do get inquiries from leagues that aren't affiliated from uh, with us. And, you know, I, I pride myself and the organisation on listening and communicating with our members, um, being open and trans- transparent, and just being there for, you know, anything that they, they need. I answer a range 
of inquiries every day with Derby from venue problems and funding and insurance and memberships, um, bouts and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's it's not just about insurance. My role's definitely not around insurance and I'm not really an insurance broker, I suppose. But, yeah, that's pretty much in a nutshell who Skate Australia are and what we do. We're really a membership organisation um, we do have state associations, and, yeah, that's about it, really. So Skate yeah. Australia is concerned with roller sports in general, so not just derby, but obviously yeah. things like uh, artistic, speed, hockey. Uh, roller and hockey, one hockey, uh, skateboarding as well. Yeah, there's, there's quite a, a range there. Scooters. <laughs> no, not oh, scooters. Actually, no, we don't have scooters. <laughs> there's a lot of kids out there, though. <laughs> okay, now, as I said, the reason why we sort of wanted to have this interview because the announcement was made that the WFTDA, who is the, I guess, the, the association that began in the States, is now expanding around the world and is seen as the premier association or the highest level of competition of roller derby in the world, has created a partnership with Skate Australia. So prior to that, again, just sort of giving a bit more of background, what was Skate Australia's involvement with roller derby in Australia? Prior to the WFTDA partnership, we've pretty much just existed the same way that we have for our other sports, is just to exist to facilitate the promotion and the growth of the sport. Now, derby is quite a fledgling sport compared to the others. So um, the in which we have been involved, even though I don't like using the word involved, um, is quite minimal. And I think like all we've really done is provided a membership for the leagues to join up to. Um, we've been a voice for them when they need national or state support in uh, problems or issues that they may came up, come up with. Um, we've helped certain leagues uh, with funding um, and we've provided a national insurance policy up and up until the WFTDA partnership and continuing through the WFTDA partnership we will continue to to give those um, the service that we provide our members and and roller derby but we exist to service our members more so than Derby as a collective, if that makes sense. Similar to like if a, well, a Derby League is an organisation and they service their members, they go about their, their everyday business the same way that we do, I suppose, is that they, they exist to keep everybody happy and to do what their members want them to do. So it's more about the individual rather than, I guess, the, the entire, you know, the movement that is roller derby? Yeah, what do you mean by individual, sorry? Like the individual members, like skaters. If they're, a, yeah. if they're a member of Skate Australia, you're concerned with their, you know, what you can offer them as opposed to how you can better the overall sport? Is that what you're getting at? Well, we... There's a, there's a bit of both there. Like, we definitely want to make the sport as, as what it can get. And that it, we can't do that by ourselves. There's only three of us, as I said, so... Our, our sport is largely a volunteer organisation. So 
I'll give you a bit of background. Our, all our other sports have a branch set up and those branches consist of members of the organisation that have been voted into those positions to be the voice of the sport. And that is the direction that the sport goes in because that is what the members ask of those people in those positions. So eventually what we'd like to see with the RDA is the whole point of the RDA, I suppose, being established is that it will play the part of a branch and it will facilitate and promote what the membership want, but it will also take on on board those that aren't members, will take on board what their opinions and their requests are as well in order to service the whole community. Okay, so the hope of the RDA, which is Stencil Roller Derby Australia, Australia. um, is to basically create a governing body or a branch to oversee roller derby in Australia as a whole incorporating both Skate Australia leagues and non-Skate Australia affiliated leagues? Yes, but the Skate Australia leagues will definitely benefit the most because the branch is made up of members and they are servicing the needs of the members. Okay, so currently I believe, and I may be incorrect on this, there are 80 leagues in Australia approximately, give or take, you know, some um, maybe sort of not, actively running at the moment, but around 80 leagues yeah. of roller derby in Australia. How many do you know are with Skate Australia? Given the fact that it's a new membership here at the moment, I can't give you a full number of what we have now because I won't get all those memberships until I could probably give you maybe a rough estimation around June as to who, who we've got. Sure. Um, that's just the way that it usually goes. But, but it's safe to say the majority... Yeah, at the end of last year, we had the majority of leagues um, in Australia signed up with us. There was probably about 15 leagues that weren't. So it was definitely the greater majority that were affiliated with Skate Australia. Who initiated the partnership between WFTDA and Skate Australia? Okay, well, over the time that I've been with Skate Australia, so I've been with Skate Australia since 2000. It's 2012 now, so 2010. Um, I seriously, I've had that that many inquiries as to why Derby didn't have the representation at the national level as what the other sports have. So people that are involved in Derby that have been involved in the other sports or have got family members or friends that are involved in the other sports are aware of the way that those sports run with their branch committees. So I've had inquiries as to, you know, why don't we have a branch? Why don't why don't we have an accreditation, like an Australian accreditation? Why don't we have all these opportunities that all these other sports have? And it kind of was one of the platforms, I suppose, in in this movement. And, you know, each of our skate sports have a unique will have unique characteristics and we've always been conscious of preserving their cultural differences and respect that different journey and process to ensure ownership and our first attempt to facilitate a national representative body happened at the 2010 Great Southern Slam in Adelaide where we had delegates from all leagues come together for a preliminary discussion and from that it just proved to be extremely difficult because we had, with every league, there was a delegate and 
it just was really hard to keep in contact with everybody and get an answer from people. And it was just, yeah, just it was very difficult and it was difficult to pinpoint why Roller Derby took a little bit longer to develop a coordinated national vision. So when Bloody Mary and Killbox came over for the WFTDA clinic uh, last year, we thought it was a great opportunity to discuss how is the best way to nurture the growth of the in Australia and it kind of started like that. So, yeah, we um, we started gaining a better understand, a understanding and we identified common areas where we could work together. And the Australian government recognition for WFTDA certification um, was seen as a tangible benefit for our men- members and at the same time, increase the legitimacy of the sport at government level. So the concept began to gain life with, and then we, you know, we started emailing each other and there was Skype calls and a lot of, a lot of writing <laughs> and uh, the referee certification kind of was born from that. And then from that working partnership, we decided that it was essential to draft an MOU and then it made things formal. And that's kind of how it all came about. As our mission suggests, our main purpose was and is to create more opportunities for the sport and its athletes. And the best thing we would like to see is for the sport to be sustainable in the future and remain in the hands of Derby. So, you know, we are only here to assist and what that by establishing a relationship with WFTDA, given the fact that they know more about Derby than what we ever will, um, so that was a good starting point, I suppose. Now, you mentioned that it was sort of born out of those preliminary talks at the Great Southern Slam 2010. I mm-hmm. believe that those delegates, when that meeting took place, sort of became, I think they called it the ARDC, the Australian Roller Derby Coalition. Yeah. Um, and we haven't heard too much from that group of people since the Great Southern Slam, but that was made up of all the leagues that were represented at that time. And there's 25 leagues at the Great Southern Slam. Quite a few of them are not Skate Australia affiliated. Yes. But they will not be able to be represented on, on the RDA board? With the RDA, it has been open to those that are members to apply. So the league doesn't need to be a member of Skate Australia. Um, The member can be an unattached member of Skate Australia. So they could be somebody from Adelaide Roller Derby League that aren't an affiliated league to Skate Australia, but they may have somebody that wants to give it a go and is interested in the whole thing and feels like that they've got, um, you know, a few of their own personal assets, is that the word that I'm trying to use, um, that sure. they can bring to the table. I'm not Assets is not the word that I'm trying to look for. But the expertise that they, that they um, hold would benefit the RDA and the sport. So I guess with the referee clinic last year, yes. there were referees from all leagues over Australia, some of them obviously not Skate Australia-affiliated leagues, but if an individual referee became a member, they were obviously entitled to attend that clinic. Did they have to be a member to be at the clinic? Uh, Yes, for insurance purposes um, at that stage they did. 
that membership that they joined up for lasted for the rest of the year. It wasn't just for the clinic either. So if they went along to an affiliated bout and something went wrong, then they were able to claim under our personal accident policy. Okay. That's interesting because I, I believe a lot of the um – and I guess it's it's a bit of fear of the unknown, was that if you're not a Skate Australia League, does that mean you're left out in the cold as far as being represented on the board? And the fact that it's open to individuals that want to become members as opposed to an entire league becoming members can go a long way because in reality, a lot of our larger, more established, and I guess the highest performing leagues that we have, some of them, are not Skate Australia affiliated. Definitely. You know... It's always been an option for leagues to join Skate Australia and we're not – and I definitely do not push the Skate Australia membership on anyone that I speak to. It's always an option to an individual or a league if they want to become a part of Skate Australia and have the benefits that um, – that we can give them as a national body. So the leagues that are not, and at the moment, I guess I might move move into another question later about Skate Victoria and, and what's happened there because our Premier League in Australia, widely considered the best league that we have at the moment and is now a fully-fledged WFTDA member league is Victoria Roller Derby League and unfortunately not part of... Skate Australia. Some of the questions that we've received, some of the concerns are, how does Skate Australia marry the fact that we have a WFTDA affiliated league and it's our best league, probably our brightest you know league that we have at the moment, and they're not going to be able to be represented on the board that will be dictating how roller derby moves forward in the in the future. This is a really interesting question. With our talks with WFTDA. The WFTDA would like the WFTDA leagues to have a voice. So given that partnership, VRDL will definitely have some kind of input into the direction because that's the WFTDA are there to give their opinion. And obviously with VRDL being one of their leagues, they're going to pass on the opinion and the advice that VRDL bring to the table. We're not going to shut out anything that we hear from non-affiliated, non-affiliated leagues. We're not going to exclude our affiliated leagues from being a part of the benefits and um, the opportunities that VRDL can offer because it's Derby is about being inclusive and if we said to our leagues, no, you can't participate in something that VRDL are doing, that completely, I might as well chop off my arm. Like, it's just ridiculous and it's not being inclusive. VRDL will definitely have some kind of input, whether they're affiliated or not affiliated, because everybody looks up to them and that's... they're always going to be, I would have to say, the, the highest high, highest regarded league in Australia to date at this point in time and the first league that ever got WFTDA status. So I think that it would be a bit silly of us not to take on board what WFTDA have to offer. And even if they didn't want to communicate with myself they would definitely be communicating with the WFTDA and we'll be hearing that anyway because we're in constant communication with the WFTDA. So, ever be shut out. I think um, mm. 
that is actually a, a really good thing to hear, a relief to yes, hear. Yes, a big relief. <laughs> that was a concern of some people. And I'm, I'm assuming that since the announcement of the, the you know, WFTDA partnership with Skate Australia, have you had much negative feedback or some of the fears and concerns that we've heard, have they been mirrored to you and the organisation? I'm a serial Facebook creep. <laughs> and uh, I'm a spiritual Facebook creep. I studied journalism, so I know how to creep. <laughs> but um, I personally haven't had any negative information come back to me from individuals. All the members that I deal with have praised the, the partnership and they've applauded it and they've been really excited. Some people have asked questions about certain rumours that have been circulated. Some people have asked questions about certain fears that they might have, and I've really respected that. Um, and then I go online and I see all this negative feedback, and it just really shoots me down off that cloud nine of going, yes, we've done something awesome, and it's going to be great, and then I see all this negative feedback, and it's like, shit, everyone hates it, you know, and it's like, but not everyone hates it, because I hear so many good things about what we've done, and how happy people are that there's finally something happening and that there's going to be some kind of excitement at a national level now rather than it's just like, yeah, it's Skate Australia, you know. Instead of that, it's going to be, yeah, it's Skate Australia, there's the RDA, like the RDA, they do what we want them to do. We're, we're getting what we want. Like they're, get, they're going to have that. And the negative parts is oh, Skate Australia is going to take over. Skate Australia is going to do this. Skate Australia is going to do that. And we're not. We're not looking to do that. And I've found that out by creeping. <laughs> I haven't found that out by people going, we hate you, Emma, or Skate Australia. Oh, no. I haven't found that out by people coming to me because no one will come to me and say that kind of stuff. You know, I've, I only ever hear the good stuff. It's not until I get my creep on and I realise okay, well, there are people disgruntled with this, but rather than sticking my nose in it, I want them to come to me and ask me the questions because if I go and enter in to some kind of fight on Facebook, we all know how that's going to start and we all know how it's going to finish. And I'm not one of those people that enters into those kind of things and I don't think it's a good good thing to enter into. Not only that, you're also representing Skate Australia, and it can't be... It can't be Emma's opinion. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I have to act in the best interest of Skate Australia and the members, and I can't be seen to sticking my nose into business that, you know, is happening on someone else's page under my own personal account or happening on a member on, on our page and we've got members going in and standing up for us and we've got members that are, you know having a go and it's not until like the it says to me okay Emma you need to address this it's getting too far and it's on our actual page that I will say something but that circumstance has very rarely happened at all. So with some of the things that you've seen and read and creeped on um, <laughs> without yeah. without being able to address them via that 
platform via Facebook or via the same avenue in which those complaints are being made, has that influenced, I guess, some of the decision-making or how you might proceed with the whole Skate Australia influence into roller derby? Is it is it playing a part, like hearing those things, hearing what people are saying, writing, um, in the negative? I know positive is always great, but the things where people are disgruntled and they are worried about, how is that playing into the way you're going to deal with derby as a whole? Well, the RDA will essentially deal with all of that. So, you know, the RDA are being uh, are set up to continue to facilitate the promotion and the growth of skate sports, well, not skate sports, of roller derby. So their interest is looking after the interest of the members. And if the members are unhappy or the members have an issue, then it's the RDA that will address those issues. Obviously, I will have to unscrew my brain and pour out all the information that I have to the RDA at some stage so that they see what's been going on from my perspective and what I've dealt with in the last two years and like it's nothing bad obviously it's all the good things and the things that I've learned about Derby in, in the position that I that I'm in but I can't answer any questions as to the way that Derby is going to move or the way that it's going to change or the way that it's going to roll out or any of those kind of you know future directions because it's not up to me that's not my decision that is the decision of the RDA based on what the collective come back to them to make that decision I mean one of the things that you know people often refer to Skate Australia, it's a government-recognised body They're, you know, with the Australian Sports Commission. And it's all these very large, almost intimidating phrases that yeah. because it is mm-hmm. you know, the man, if you will. But just talking with you tonight and realising it's three people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. As much, like I don't, I'm not saying this disrespectfully, but really, even if you wanted to take this thing that so many of us love and destroy it you don't have the power i don't have the capacity (laughs) (laughs) well not only the the power the capacity the knowledge i was going to say the knowledge like besides roller derby being a fairly young sport and we really you know we're still always growing you've been really yourself your involvement or state australia's involvement with roller derby has been you know just some fairly minimal so far so you needed this partnership with wolf to make it all really happen i guess Exactly. And the thing about this partnership is that it op- it opens up more opportunities for the sport. And, you know, we may see more, like, this is just an example. I'm not saying this is happening because this is, again, what the RDA will obviously come up with themselves. But we may see, as a result of the RDA, more competitions like the Great Southern Slam. We may see official ranking an official ranking system you know mm-hmm. we may see more opportunities for our officials and our coaches not just in australia but in the world you know we may see so many great things that people are not concentrating on on what can happen they're concentrating on things that they think might happen but aren't really at all ever going to happen, (laughs) you know. Like you said, Karina, there's only three of us. And to give you even more of a background, 
into that. One of them is the CEO who deals more so at a board level than than anything else and, and, and the government level. Then there's our Pathways Participation Manager who deals with the clubs and the rinks and the um, the states and it's me and I work with the state administrators I work with all the members I and and I work with the state administrators who deal with all their members well and I deal with all our contractors and and I deal with WFTDA with our CEO on the occasion you know and there's just so much like when people say Skate Australia Skate Australia three of us but at the same time, Skate Australia is not just the three of us. It is our branches. It is our sport. It is our members. So by saying Skate Australia, people need to think, well, who are they talking about as Skate Australia? Are they saying Skate Australia is the office? And then if they're saying Skate Australia is the office, it's not the man. It's Emma. <laughs> it's Emma <laughs> yeah. sitting there replying to all our emails. It's Emma talking to us on Facebook. It's Emma talking to us on the website. You know, that's Emma. She's not going to hurt me. She's not going to take away my sport. She's going to sit here. She's going to come and support us. And she's going to come and wear our colours to our, our bouts. And she's going to go, you know, rah, rah, BCR or, you know, that that is who I am. And that is the role that I play with Skate Australia. And that is that is as far as it goes, <laughs> you know. And I love Derby personally and I would never have interacted with the people that I did in order to even think about going down a path with WFTDA if I thought it was going to stuff things up because I don't want to stuff things up. I want to see this sport flourish. Because we've got a good thing going. <laughs> like, we've, we you know, Derby has done it all by themselves. Yes, exactly. And we totally, totally respect the grassroots and the community that they've, that Derby have established. You know, we, we respect the DIY culture. We respect everything about what Derby has established. And not once did we even think, oh, let's take over Derby because we don't, we can't take over Derby. <laughs> we don't want to take over yeah. Derby. We want Derby to take control of themselves and to have a mission and a vision and to achieve it. We want to see good things happen and we want the government to officially recognise it as a sport. This is all happening and it's going to benefit the future direction of Derby. Without this, what was, what is the future direction of Derby? And, and I guess that's where we weren't really clear. Uh, I mean, if if the leagues in Australia had organised amongst themselves to have some sort of overarching body or to plan that future and plan that direction. And maybe they were, that I don't know. I, I'm not, you know, within the inner circle of every of every league. But, yeah, I mean, the fact is there was a window and an opportunity open for Skate Australia to help out because That's what the we leagues do. weren't really doing it for themselves at this stage, unfortunately. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I, might cop for, I might get some emails for that statement. <laughs> but, you know, the fact is if we had our own WFTDA, already in place, then this conversation wouldn't have even taken place between the US WFTDA and Skate Australia. Skate Australia would be going to whatever organisation we had created amongst ourselves. Is that right? Um, I'd imagine so, yes. Yeah. But in saying that, in order to gain the uh, way that our country works, in order to gain recognition from 
the government, you need to have an affiliation with a national body. And given we are the national, we are recognised by the Australian Sports Commission as the peak body for roller sports. So I suppose this is really the only pathway in our country that we can make some kind of movement for roller derby. And by partnering with the WFTDA, who know more and more about derby than what I could even dream of, is a great step forward to making sure that we're going to increase the legitimacy of this sport in this country. We talked. To, you've talked about how it's going to create pathways to the government and potential national competitions and, and a lot of the good things. So as far as short-term and then long-term, what are the benefits of being not only a Skate Australia-affiliated league, and mm-hmm. this is where you get to talk up the good points, um, but also... <laughs> I guess, what are the then the follow-on benefits of the partnership with WFTDA? How is that going to play out and affect Skate Australia-affiliated leagues in Australia? Okay, so the partnership with WFTDA, when we have issues or questions or uncertainties in direction um, or just things that pop up that we go, oh, we don't know what to do or... You know, this has come up or um, we've got this opportunity. They are there to to guide, I suppose, guide and, and help us through those stages. The RDA will work with WFTDA with that partnership. Skate Australia members will get the full benefits from that. WFTDA will continue to do what they do and what they always have done for their members and we will continue to do what we've done for our members and leagues will continue to run the same way that they've always run. But Skate Australia member leagues have the benefit of being associated with a national body that the state associations get them funding. So like for, for example, Skate South Australia last year, at the end of last year, got um, a, a grant for Little Adelaide Rollers. Now, the, they are a junior league, but they secured funds for Little Adelaide Rollers, and it was a couple of thousand dollars. And she put Jackie, who's the administrator down there, she put a, um, a, a grant in after speaking with the girls from Little Adelaide Rollers, and away they went and they were successful and it was it was wonderful. It's almost beautiful that they have done this, you know. We love the little added rollers here at VW. Yeah, we have big respect. Definitely. And you know, each state has the capacity to have that relationship with their state administrator. And from someone that deals with the state administrators on a daily basis, they're all lovely people and I love the state administrators. So people don't have anything to be worried about with them. But not only do we have the funding, but we've got mentoring and um, we've got the bylaws. So we've got the bylaws for discrimination, under 18s, pregnancy, bullying, coaches and officials, etc., and so forth. That's based on Australian legislation. Um, being a Skate Australia member, moving forward, I can't tell you what the RDA is going to decide on um, and what what they're going to say goes and what doesn't because 
obviously obviously they haven't had their first meeting yet or actually been voted in. So we don't know what the future is for the RDA and what they liaise with the leagues, the member leagues on. But, you know, being a member, you get to be a part of of that and you get to have an input on possible pathways for coaches and officials and you know there's a it's just so much (laughs) (laughs) if you if people want to know the full extent of what a skate australian member gets all they have to do is email me and we have i've just updated the document this week i haven't posted on the website just yet um but our member benefits which details i think for like three or four pages in the first part what a skate australian member does receive so there there is quite a lot but majority of it is the facilitation and the promotion that they get from us whether it's applying for funding um or you know, government um, liaison and, and, and things like that. So not only is it just for the sport, but there is a lot of member-based opportunities there, okay. benefits there. Now, one of the – I guess if I can put it to some of the very real issues that affect roller derby today as we see it as part of the mm-hmm. community – one of the biggest ones, and both Denominator and I are part of a fledgling league. Where, yeah, um, yeah. You'll probably receive membership forms very soon, I assume. Um, <laughs> but one of the biggest things that most leagues have trouble with is securing a venue. Yes. Okay? Um, for whatever reason. It's because, you know, as much as Skate Australia is doing what they can, we're not a skate sport country in general. There's not a lot of rinks that are readily available, all that sort of thing. For leagues that struggle with that type of thing, and I'm just picking a real-life example, a day-to-day example, one that does affect the way a league is run, are you able to, I guess, intercede or assist with some of these day-to-day activities that members might have trouble with? Definitely. Today, actually, I got a phone call from one of our leagues asking um, for a whole heap of information because their venue manager has just come back and said, we need blah, 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 you need to give it to us. And she's gone, well, we don't even need to give you that because we're even in that kind of category that you want that that information for. And they've gone, well, I don't care. We want that information. And she calls me and she goes, Emma, this is what this venue's asked for. What do we do? And I've just gone, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll write you up a letter of support. Um, I'll put everything together for you. And if you need anything else, just tell the venue manager to give me a call because I can talk to them. And if that doesn't work, our Pathways Participation Manager used to be a facilities manager. So he knows how to talk the talk and walk the walk that the venue owners and managers do. And he can let them know from his own experience of managing basketball stadiums in, in South Australia that skates don't damage floors, that skates don't impact on the way that the floor sits or, you know, a whole range of issues that we constantly get. We are there to help with that kind of stuff. And I can tell you I probably get 
uh, maybe about two or three emails a week on on venue issues or manager issues or um, you know all kinds of things. Another example is um, there is a large organisation within Australia that has access to many venues in Australia and they are constantly trying to push roller derby out of those venues. And I have said as a recommendation to the boss and to our Pathways Participation Manager, I would like to establish a relationship with this organisation and contact the head office and arrange a meeting to let them know what skate sports is and the opportunities that, you know, the sport will bring the venue. So when the bouts happen, all these people are going to go to this venue and go, wow, what an awesome venue. And, yeah, they may not be skaters, but the venue might have other programs on that those individuals might be involved in. And that's the kind of language that this particular venue organisation speaks. And I think it's a good way of us trying to get in and increase the amount of venues that we have for our skaters, not just derby, but our skate sports as a whole, to to skate at. So, you know, venue, venues is a major, major thing that we deal with on a day, daily, weekly basis. Well, I think venues and insurance, well, I know from my experience, have been the two biggest problems that we've faced yeah, is, is is like you know startup leagues and things like that. We've always faced the you know your skates are going to ruin the floor, your pads are going to ruin the floor, or just because you know derby's not important and there's no space for us. There's the basketball, there's the netball, there's the the tennis or the handball, whatever else is going on there. There's just no space to fit us in. There's not enough venues for us to get in there. That's that's another big problem. Definitely, and we see that problem in all our sports as well. Yeah. And you know. It would be just so amazing if we could just turn around and go, we're going to build a venue or we want to open a venue, but we don't we don't get that much money from the government to roll. Like, that's a million, millions of dollars. Well, MacArthur Roller, MacArthur Roller Sports, that's based southwest Sydney, has just, yeah. you know, finished building or is on the – about to finish building their their venue, that's huge. That took a lot of work to do, and I'm sure Skate Australia had some kind of involvement with that. Um, I'm not too sure. I, Skate New South Wales deal with okay. um, MacArthur Sports. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I am definitely aware of how much work and effort has been put in. It's in the Relin, isn't it? That ring. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. And I'm definitely aware of how much time and effort that those people have taken to get that rink up and and built. So, um, you know, venues, I get really, like, I get really upset that we don't have enough venues because I look at our database and I can see the venues that were there in the past and, the clubs that were there in the past and to see that half of those venues, over half of those venues have closed now because of financial difficulties or because the sport has dropped significantly in in numbers, is it's sad. It, it really upsets me and, you know, like 
I used to live in New South Wales and my first ever skating experience was going to skate New, skate 2000 and putting on a pair of inline skates and going, I can't stand on these things. What are you doing to me? And then they're putting a pair of quads on me and going, this is better. And I remember that day, I was only about seven and I remember skating around that rink and that was one of the best memories that I have. And to know that that venue is not there anymore is quite sad. It's quite sad that the kids in that area don't don't have that kind of opportunity to know what it is like to be a part of such an amazing sport. It, it is unfortunate. Like I, I before Derby, I was not in you know, into skate sports at all, um, and it, it it's really is Derby that I sort of fell in love with, um, and knowing that. A lot of the skate sports in Australia are, are in decline. Um, I don't know, maybe except for skateboards. I always see kids with skateboards, but you don't often see the artistic skaters and the speed skaters is, is a rare breed these days. Um, what sort of impact did the resurgence of roller derby have with skate sports overall and, and with Skate Australia? Is it seen as... Um, I don't know, a, a injection into skate sports as a whole? Is it seen as a saviour? Is it seen as... I don't, I don't know. Like, there's just been such an influx of skaters new to skate sports as a whole because of roller derby. Definitely. Um, it's, it's increased... Roller derby has increased the knowledge of skate sports quite significantly, especially into the Gen Y um, demographic. Um, and... Personally, before I worked with Skate Australia, I was unaware of artistic skating and speed skating. But, you know, benign to me, my parents-in-law were both keen roller hockey players back in the 80s and 90s, and I had no idea until I told them who I worked with. And then they told me every story that they had under the sun. But roller derby has really brought back the passion um, and it's brought back the passion for quad skating, which is awesome. So, you know, I had a, a conversation with the guys from New South Wales um, Speed Branch not too long ago and, and Western Australian Speed Branch and they were saying that they're getting more quad skaters now turn out to their race meets and stuff like that, which is just amazing to hear and that's the kind of stuff that I've, I get really excited about and I love to hear that people are trying new things and 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 getting involved and Derby is definitely is definitely to credit um, for that. Although there are you know, the traditionalists that you know they pass down obviously their knowledge and their expertise through their children and their grandchildren, their great grandchildren, and they're all still artistic skating and speed skating and. And playing hockey and and you know that's that's just as great as well so you know derby has definitely helped and has definitely increased the vision to skate sports from the outside world um and you really can't argue with that at all now i guess the cynic in me and the cynics out there that would be thinking the same thing is like would say that obviously the potential that roller derby possesses or at least the perceived potential whether realistic or not and i believe it's absolutely realistic that it can be something significant within the sporting landscape and potentially a huge cash cow 
the cynic in me says, you know, maybe they're jumping on board now because they think it might be a good <laughs> sort of, you know, investment. Investment, I guess. To, to, it's it, if it gets if it and when it gets huge, then obviously there's going to be a payout somewhere. Um, is is that part of the motivation at all? Seeing that what it could be, or is it to help it get to where it should be? I don't think at all. And I, actually, I know that there is no way at all that Skate Australia looks at Derby as a cash cow. We are a non-for-profit organisation to begin with, so we're not even interested in even thinking about Derby being a cash cow. And I have actually heard that being thrown around quite a lot. Um, And I can understand, and it's protectiveness over the sport and, and the interest in the sport, and... I don't want to see Derby turn into a cash cow because it's not that's not what the sport's there for. And I don't know who would use Derby as a cash cow. You know, you've it, I maybe I'm just naive in that aspect, but I can tell you now that Skate Australia does not look at Derby as a cash cow, hand on heart. The more someone, yeah, the more thought you put into it, it, it is difficult to see how a organization like skate australia could potentially take advantage of it that way but i could definitely see if private investors did something like that and i guess they are the ones that we should be really you know cautious of cautious of but also welcoming of like we do need i believe that the sport needs a cash injection whether it's a private investor or whatever as long as we don't lose the autonomy that we currently have um then we could definitely go along with that um, and that is the big thing. That's where a lot of the fear is coming from. That is where uh, what a lot of people are jumping up and down is about is the fear that we will lose our autonomy of a sport that we've created by hand and that it's just given over to someone else. And I guess talking with you about the RDA, about really there's there's not a lot that you can do to, to be able to wrench it away from people that want to keep it going, So um, at least in the way that we want it to. So the people that will be directing it forward are the skaters ourselves. Um, yeah. Me not being one of them. Represented <laughs> by Roller Derby Australia. So yes. if we can talk about Roller Derby Australia a little bit. Um, yeah. You put out a call for board members recently. Um, yeah, branch members. Branch not members, sorry. It's, yeah, it's a branch. It's not a board. Okay. Yeah. Um, how did that go? Did you get a lot of applicants? Um, yeah, we did get – we got – a good number of applicants um, and they were from all different skill sets which was awesome to see and the passion behind the want the motivation to awesome to see um, okay so it's then going to be voted upon um, by the league, member leagues themselves so yep. really again it is up in the hands of the skaters to then decide who is going to be in that branch yes Okay, and what positions are in the RDA that were up for nomination? There was junior roller derby portfolio, um, insurance, governance, uh, government and finance it was, um, petition and pathways, and accreditation and officials, officials and coaches accreditations. And obviously these are volunteer positions. How do you... 
how do you see the RDA working as, on a day-to-day basis? What, what What's it going to look like as far as their their process and how they sort of direct the future of roller derby, I guess? Well, I, I don't know if I can really answer that question. <laughs> I think that's something that the RDA would um, be able to determine themselves, but what I would imagine it would look like is quite similar to the other branches where the people that are like inline hockey, NEC, the National Executive Committee, for example, they've got polio positions um, to an extent on their on their branch, and they're in constant communication with each other. I'm fairly certain they have Skype hookups once a week um, about what's coming up, what they've found out during the week, what they're organising, the opportunities, the issues, who they've spoken to, all that kind of stuff. So I would imagine that the RDA play a similar role with each other in that respect. And, you know, when they need anything, all they've got to do is send me an email or give me a call and and, um, ask me to follow up on themselves as well. So myself for them, if that makes sense. So they would potentially be reducing your email inbox quite significantly, Emma? Um, To an extent, yes. (laughs) Um, My email inbox, I don't think, will ever go down. (laughs) It's, yeah, I can't even explain to you what it looks like at the moment. So I don't think that, um, to an extent, it would would be reduced, but I would expect that they would probably keep me on my toes as well as the other branches do, so... Okay, so what sort of power or authority or even autonomy does the RDA branch have? Like, are they constantly being sort of monitored to feed back to you how everything's going or, like, do they get to actually make decisions, I guess? They do get to make decisions. Those decisions do need to be under the parameters of our bylaws, which are also found on our website. But I would imagine that they were more responsive to the membership as to what they see. So like a for insurance purposes, the insurance portfolio would negotiate with the members what they would like to see in the 2013 policy um, and how you know, what inclusions or exclusions or things that need to be changed in order to suit the sport a little bit more, things like that, you know, and and the way that they then would communicate that back to the office so we can act on that for them. Um, That's the kind of role that the RDA will be playing. One of the things that I was quite interested in, and I know a lot of skaters are, is the competitions and pathways. Obviously, all of them are vitally important, but with things like the Great Southern Slam um, Mm -hmm. in in Queensland, your neck of the woods, we had the Tropicarnage Cup recently. Definitely. in New South Wales, we have the Eastern Region Roller Derby Tournament. Eastern Region Roller Derby Tournament primarily made up of leagues that are not Skate Australia affiliated. Great Southern Slam is obviously a cross-section of the entire derby community, but hosted by a league that is not Skate Australia affiliated. How will requirements of membership sort of affect competition pathways? If, If Skate Australia is going to put on a competition, will it restrict who can actually join in, who can participate, you know, that sort of thing. How's it going to play out as far as Skate Australia versus non-Skate Australia? Again, and I feel like such an idiot for continuing to say this, but this is the the honest answer. 
the RDA will be the ones that determine that. You know, I, I wouldn't Don't imagine. Feel, no, that's a perfectly good that's answer. Fair like, yeah. All right. I feel like that's just my answer to everything, but it, it really is the answer to everything. You know, the RDA are the ones that that do make those decisions, as long as it does fall into the parameters of our bylaws. And you know, our bylaws really aren't that restrictive. I don't, I don't see, um, but they are set up to protect the members' interests. So, you know, given the RDA are acting on behalf of the members, um, they would. You know, I wouldn't imagine that there would be too much of a contentious thing there. But, you know, I wouldn't imagine that there would be a problem, but that is up to the RDA to decide. Skate Australia is also an insurance provider, and I'm assuming where some of the restrictions would come into play is not from a membership point of view, but from an insurance perspective. Now, you released a series of FAQs specifically regarding roller derby and how a Skate Australia league can about um, a non-Skate Australia affiliated league with the signing of a waiver? Yeah, the FAQs that's on our website, they are quite dated. I've been working on a newer version. So if if a Skate Australia league was to bout a non-affiliated league and and it was a non-affiliated was hosting the bout, all we would request is a copy of their public liability COC just to check and see whether their policy is on par with ours. If it is on par with ours, which I wouldn't imagine it wouldn't be, then the edited league can bout with no problems. If it wasn't on par with ours, then we would have to look into sanctioning the event in order for our members to remain covered. If it was the affiliated leagues hosting the bout, the affiliated leagues' public liability insurance would cover the event, so there would be no problems whatsoever. Okay, so where it comes, I guess, can be a bit messy is something like the likes of the Great Southern Slam, where you've got potentially this year, 2012 Great Southern Slam, we've got 80 leagues in Australia now. I'd imagine a good 30, 40, maybe more, will all be converging on Radelaide for some derby action. What's that going to look like as far as Skate Australia's insurance, etc.? I'm not too sure, to be honest. The last Great Great Southern Slam was actually sanctioned by us. Adelaide contacted us to sanction the event, and that we did. So I'm not too sure what what it looks like for the June this year. I'm not aware that we've been contacted at all. I'm not aware whether or not we will be contacted, and I will need to discuss our league's involvement with the insurers just to to make sure that there's no problem at all. I wouldn't imagine that there would be. My first step would be to request the COC that Adelaide have out on the event, and then, okay. yeah, I'd have to go to the, the brokers about that. Because that is – I know I've gone on about it, like going back to the same thing, but that is the one thing is that we, we – you, you mentioned before, and it was put so perfectly, that roller derby is inclusive. And the last thing we sort of want is for policies to be put in place, organisations, insurance, whatever reason it may be, that restricts what we can do with each other, I guess, like to bout, to boot camp, to train, to scrimmage, whatever the case may be. Roller derby is inclusive, and that, that's the last thing that we want as a community is to be restricted in that. Definitely. Um, you know, I th- there's not much that I suppose we can do from an insurance perspective, but at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm, 
I'm not a qualified insurer, so I can't give too much light as to what the situation will be, especially for the TGSS this year. So, yeah, I I can't even I can't give you an answer at the moment because That's I don't okay. even have an answer for myself. So, okay, well, one thing that you maybe have a little bit more insight into the. WFTDA run officials clinic last year from all accounts that I've heard was a resounding success. Mm-hmm. Another one will be run in March this year? Yes, that is correct. Okay, now I think last year you said, obviously you said skaters had to sign, uh, become members for yep. for the year in order to participate. When it comes to individual referees and as far as the ratio goes of referees to skaters it's it's obviously a lot smaller so it's a lot easier for an individual referee to say yeah okay i'm gonna sign that and, and be a member but when you're talking about entire leagues if they want to reap the benefits of the wftda and not necessarily in the past they would not they wouldn't have necessarily been all that um bothered with what skate australia is offering if they're not a skate australia league obviously but the WFTA adds another element there. So if they want to take advantage of what the WFTA might bring as part of this relationship, they have to be a, a member of Skate Australia. In regards to the clinics? At, at first, or it's only going to be the clinics, but, I mean, what, what whatever comes of it, they will. does that mean that it's only going to be available to Skate Australia leagues? I don't think so. I think it's available to Skate Australia and WFTDA leagues. Okay. Um, but I, I would need to get back to you on that. Sure, that's all right. And w- one of the things that did come up in my sort of you know, talking with the community was that Skate Australia as a governing body also happens to be the insurance provider and is there the possibility of getting membership benefits from Skate Australia, like being represented on the RDA without taking up the insurance, because obviously they might have their own insurance or a preferred insurer, but still do not want to miss out on some of those additional benefits that come from being with Skate Australia. Okay, so the first thing, Skate Australia aren't an insurance provider. We are the liaison between the brokers who are the liaison with the insurance provider. So we're just kind of one of the stepping stones to get there. Um, secondly, that isn't that is a possibility. Yes, the RDA um, would definitely be able to consider that option for the 2013 policy. Um, the 2012 policy was decided on at the end of last year, so for this year it won't be an option. But moving forward, if the RDA decide that that is an option that they would like to take on, then by all means um, it will be put forward and we'll see what happens then, I suppose. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess, like, from in a real-world perspective, with I have NRMA um, roadside assistance and membership benefits, but I don't have NRMA insurance. And, you know, I can see how that could definitely be appealing to a a lot of the leagues that want to have their own provider um, but also still have full access to what Skate Australia can provide beyond insurance. Yeah, you know what, I think we're quelling a lot of fears here tonight, Emma. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Really, really, really I good. Really, I haven't babbled too much, have I? No, no, it's been no. Good, but, so I haven't had a lot of input, but I've been listening so much. I'm just like, <laughs> That's all right. 
I tend to babble a bit, so that was one of my biggest fears. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Thank you. Okay. Well, one thing that that our listeners can rest assured is that you are definitely open to dialogue anyway. Um, definitely. You know, whether it's negative, positive, whatever the case may be, you're, you're at least willing to discuss it, and I think that in itself is a indicative of what the organisation wants to achieve um, and not cut out its members, but specifically not cut out roller sports in general as well. So I, for one, appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I, I, I'd just like to say that, you know, this opportunity has allowed a lot of things to be settled and I would personally like to say that if anyone continues to have any uncertainties or their or fears or worries or just questions that they want answered to come and ask me directly. Like I'm not going to bite anyone's head off. I'm not going to attack anyone. I will welcome an email or a phone call and, you know, I, I would, I, and I, I respect that. I dead set respect that. And I get really excited when someone calls my phone to talk to me about derby <laughs> so whether it's negative or positive bring it at me like you know it's, it's the kind of thing that's why I go to work every day because I enjoy the sport and I enjoy at least giving something to the sport I may not be a, an active full-time skater but you know my life as much as what many people don't know my life is very centered around derby and that's you know I even have derby dreams. Like, it happens. <laughs> you, you sound like a skater. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, derby is very much a part of my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a skater. I'm not a ref. I'm not an NSO. I'm, I'm not involved with a league. But I'm involved with many leagues in many different capacities. So, you know, and I'm an, I'm an avid supporter of the sport. So I'm more than happy for somebody to pick up the phone and, and have a chat with me. I like having a chat, so I welcome it. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that you've actually your your given derby name actually mirrors that fact very well. Definitely. Thanks to the uh, the NBR girls and uh, and their quick witted humour, <laughs> they've uh, definitely nicknamed me PB, aka Phone Bitch. So. Yeah, that goes down quite well. <laughs> Phone bitch. Okay. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so, I mean, based on our conversation, and I, for one, did not share a lot of the pessimism or at least the worry, and and I guess primarily because I'm you know I'm not a skater, so I don't know the ins and outs too well. But I love the sport, and from what I've heard, from what from both yourself and from Bloody Mary, she conducted an interview with our colleagues, Derby Deeds. So far, there's nothing that leads me to believe that this this can only be anything but positive. So going forward, what are the next steps now? We've got nominations in for the RDA, but what's it going to look like for the rest of 2012, this whole Derby journey? (laughs) The Derby journey. They They will arrange to meet, so... I'm fairly certain that meeting will be at the Skate Australia office in the boardroom and they will have that to themselves. 
I will definitely pop in there to give them all the knowledge that I possess and I kind of have a vision in my head. I'm not too sure if you guys are Harry Potter fans, but yes, we're nerds. <laughs> and he puts it in the little well. That's kind of like what I'll be doing. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, that, that's obviously the first step forward um, once the RDA have been appointed. And then um, in that meeting, they will be able to identify their strategic priorities and start to roll out their key projects. So, um, you know, that's as, as much insight as what I can give you on something that is an unknown and that will all be growing together. I really hope that once it's everybody's sort of picked out and the RDA is set up and everything that we could maybe have the RDA back on, Viva La Derby, so maybe they can share some of their plans and what they need from the Derby community as a whole to make it all happen, I guess. Definitely. I think that would be a perfect opportunity for them to to be officially introduced to everybody and, um, and you know, give out their plans and their, and their goals and, and what they awesome. see. Mm. I like it. Okay. Well, just to reiterate, the RDA is a branch that will operate under Skate Australia and it is to be made up of roller derby skaters or part of the community. So... People listening, if the Roller Derby, um, Roller Derby Australia does not succeed the way we want it to, I guess we only have ourselves to blame because we're going to be on it. One of the fears is that it's not going to be run by the skaters, but in reality, it more than likely will. And for those leagues that are not affiliated with Skate Australia, they do have the opportunity if an individual person, an individual skater, wanted to take up Skate Australia membership, they would then be eligible and fully have the full benefits of Skate Australia available to them and who knows what the RDA can then do as far as changing the way membership goes in future as well. Exactly. It's all it's all a working exciting journey, I think. (laughs) Good. Well I for one I've really enjoyed our chat tonight, Emma. I appreciate your time and your your honesty, I guess, your candid um, sort of conversation, how you've been very open with what you know and what you don't know and I appreciate that and I hope our listeners appreciate that as well Thank you, thank you so much Thank you for having me No, it's been awesome Every guest that we have on, Emma, we say are now part of the Viva La Derby family So that means that we have an open door policy and any time that you want to come on the show then we'll definitely make that happen So I guess I'm extending to you our little podcast that if you ever have you know, an announcement or you need input from the Derby community to what extent we're able to get it, I mean, I'd like to be official or not a, a partner with Skate Australia and what you're doing with Roller Derby in Australia anyway. Thank you. And I can tell you now, I definitely will be in touch with you guys on a regular basis. Oh, cool. So, that, yeah, I think this is a great way to get information out to everybody and and to let everybody know fact rather than fiction. Are you, we good, Nums? I'm good, man. Thank you very much for your time tonight, Emma. We really do appreciate it. Hopefully our listeners appreciate it as well and that we've, I guess, cleared up some of the misunderstandings that have been going on and being talked about around the partnership that WFTDA has with Skate Australia and how Skate Australia is going to influence the, the Derby landscape going forward. If anyone out there does have any further questions, Emma is available to answer them and in the future, hopefully, our, our new branch of Roller Derby Australia will do that as well. In the meantime... 
again, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Until next time, people, I've been the Big Kahuna. I'm Denominator. And I'm Emma, PV. <laughs> PV. Thank you. This is Viva Derby. Well, that was the interview we had. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to it and learnt a little bit more about what's happening with Skate Australia, Woofdada and Roller Derby in Australia. If you want to listen to more of our stuff, you can go to vivaladerby.com and listen to our podcast. We talk about all things Roller Derby in Australia. 